Ugh, my sense. You didn't just my fly senses. out of the mall? Uh-oh. Oh, well, then you learned nothing not. this weekend. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Diller. And my name is Mike Royer. And welcome to the magical world of Shazam! That's right, Shazam! We are still two weeks away from the official release, but if you're lucky enough and you live in a larger market like I do, or if you're visiting a larger market like Chris did this weekend, you Mm -hmm. have a chance to see it two weeks early. So this is a little uh, new opportunity for us, kind of similar to how we did Spider-Verse. So we'll kick off the show with spoiler-free reviews, of course, and then, I don't know, maybe save this in your back pocket for two more weeks and come back for the spoilers, or I don't know, maybe for some reason you're just not in the Shazam, or you just don't (laughs) care and you want to listen to the spoilers. Uh, Do what you want to do, but we'll we'll, we'll throw up the flags and we'll warn you before we say any spoilers of spoilers. I will will tell you right now, Mike, this is my second Shazam spoiler cast (laughs) this week review episode. Yeah, preface that a little bit. Um, And uh, the other one's full of spoilers, but I I didn't realize it. Well, we didn't say anything, but I'm like, oh, there are spoilers here, because it is not anywhere as organized as we are. We were just sitting around a, a table in an Airbnb, like a little coffee table with a microphone on it, uh, recording. And um, so I had a really good opportunity. I was at C2E2 this weekend mm-hmm. in Chicago. I was able to get my friend Brian, Adam, Greg, um, Adam's girlfriend Kate, and my buddy from college, Roberto. And we all went and saw this movie together. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we all came back and we all decided to talk about it. Everyone wanted to do a podcast episode on it and talk about Shazam and um, you know that a lot of people were not, you know, ready to do that, and that's okay because, like, it was fun to have some fresh perspectives on these movies, like from an outsider point of yeah, view. Yeah, it was a it was a punk gorilla podcasting. Yeah. Uh, as I told you last night, when you're getting ready to to whip it all up, I, I still don't know your opinion on this movie, and I don't know the opinions of the people that you sat around with because I haven't had a chance to listen to it. But it's in the feed if you're subscribed. You can go uh, check it out yep. now or in two weeks, however you want to, however you want to do it. But I can imagine. It was incredibly fun just because you're at one of the biggest Comic-Cons in the world, most definitely in the middle of the the country. And then after, like, spending all day at a Comic-Con, you get to go see, like, a brand new superhero, like, Mm -hmm. AAA movie. And then you all go back to your Airbnb and chat about it. I can't imagine this – just the the electricity in the air was really palpable. So I think I'm going to have to give give that a listen just to imagine uh, being there. It sounds fun. You are are, uh, name-dropped several times in it, Mike. I will tell you that right now. Oh, that's so sweet. I I don't know if you're going to say that after you listen. About. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's fun. It was it, it, I, the 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 event uh, itself was fun, and uh, you know, once 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 I wouldn't say once in a lifetime, but like that's a rare occasion when something this cool happens and it all falls on the same date as everything yeah. else. So and you, especially right. organizing like five different friends. I mean, once you're once you kind of exit your college years and you're just kind of out there in the real world, it is incredibly difficult to get more than like two people organized to do anything. So, um, but we'll, we'll talk way, way, way more about Chicago comic con and our normal news yep. episodes. So make sure you're subscribed. We'll talk all about that. But uh, Chris, uh, it's, it's been a bit, I want to know, uh, yep. I haven't talked to you in a while you've been gone all weekend what did you think about shazam spoiler free 
Um, since you're hearing this for the first time, other people may not be. I have to say, spoiler free, Shazam is a fun movie. Like this is an, mm-hmm. a, a very fun movie in DC's universe. We are starting to see a trend upwards in terms of tone for for this. Uh, as you know, everyone who talked to me before, I was very on the fence for this film. The trailers had not sold me. We had not seen a lot of stuff, which we'll talk about later. Uh, and, and you know, honestly, I like being surprised going in. But I think the the energy of the characters and and just kind of how how much fun they were having. Because uh, I mean, you know, from the trailers, it's about a kid learning to essentially have the powers of Superman and more. Uh, going was really kind of infectious throughout that. And there are some very uh, funny moments which which resonated with me. However, on the whole. I think we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. It's easy to um, this movie doesn't hold up under a microscope or a magnifying glass, and but that's okay. Not every movie is perfect and doesn't need to. But on the surface, this was really fun, and uh, you know I I can't fault it for that. If you but I I know there are problems with it, which I think are fun are actually going to be fun to to pick apart a little more than than the others. Mike, what about what about yourself? How did you feel? seen shazam on the other side of the country yeah i mean surprisingly i had a really good time in this movie dc has done something that they haven't done in a really long time which is make two good movies in a row Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, i told that to my wife when we were driving home she's like wait what's the other one i was like oh aquaman she's like oh i forgot about that movie already so uh so this is no, this is great. This is a good trend for them. And I would almost echo all the sentiments you have there. It just goes to show you that why we make a podcast together because <laughs> we resonate on these same wavelengths. Yeah, it was just a ton of fun. We I had this fun opportunity to where the row in front of us was like three boys, probably maybe around 10 years old. And I can't imagine how much they love this movie. I mean, it's just basically a, a, a dream scenario for any kid watching this film. Just to say, you know, one magic word and you turn into a superhero. Uh, so I, I, I felt like I was trying to enjoy the movie through their eyes. Like every time, like they would, a scene would change and like new funky music would like come on. They would start like all like weaving back and forth. I was like, man, this is great. Um, it kind of felt like I wasn't really watching so much a PG thirteen superhero movie, even if it was kind of in the light hearted tone. It kind of felt like I was watching almost like a live action, like kind of Incredibles kind of type deal. That you know that kind of along that tone. Uh, so I was like, you know, this is this is really fun. Um, uh, it, you know, it, it was a little slow to begin with. I think personally myself. I'm getting kind of tired of watching the superhero origin movie. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you have kind of these unique twists on it, like I just feel like they all kind of hit the same beats. And even though we kind of have a unique scenario here for how Shazam comes to be, you know, it helps lift the first and second act a little bit more than usual. But I'm, I'm just kind of like, I'm looking forward to the second film more than rewatching this yeah. one. So, you know, the third act, things really get going. And just when I think the movie's about to end, it keeps going and it actually starts to get even better and better. So it's definitely worth, you know, just sitting in your seat, you know, kind of watching, you know, Shazam uh, start to get his uh, feet kind of rolling like Wile E. Coyote when he runs in place and then he finally takes off. So, yeah, it, it was a it was a fun movie. Um even though there wasn't historically a lot of trailers for this film, I kind of wish I didn't watch the trailers. I felt like it kind of gave away some really funny jokes 
but my audience was losing it. They were going crazy. They were they were loving the jokes. Now I was just kind of like smirking because I was like, well, I've kind of seen this in the trailer like four or five times. So um, you know, but you know, they there's still plenty that they left out of the trailer, and we'll talk about uh, that in spoilers. But yeah, it was a really fun time. I really loved Zachary Levi. Um, I, I can't wait to see this character more. Like, I don't really know exactly what's going to happen with this DC universe moving forward, this worlds of DC, but by the end of the movie, you just want to see Zachary Levi pal around with, like, Batman and Superman and, like, you know, go to prom with Wonder Woman, you know. I, like, I, I want to see that, that kind of silly stuff, and I'm hoping it can get there. Because things are a little rough. We don't even really know who's going to be Batman, what's going to be the future of Superman. So when I watch these movies, I always kind of think broader because that's what you do when you're playing with your action figures or you're reading your comic books. You think of where it could go. But, yeah, I had a great fun time. My wife loved it. The audience was really energetic. This is honestly very easy to recommend yeah i I definitely agree and i think you know this is also i mean just kind of in in opposite of your your last point there we are in an era where you know marvel started with their b-list characters nobody knew who iron man was or cared about thor or captain america when they came out right Uh well now we're seeing the trend of aquaman shazam and wonder woman kind of leading the, the the pack here in terms of films where batman and superman Maybe they need to bench, sit on a bench for a while, and 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 let let these new people handle it for a little bit, and and let new stories and and new characters kind of take some light while we refresh from some of those old characters. And I think Shazam's a perfect example of one of those. Like, I didn't know anything about him going in, or I barely did, and you know, this being like that first kind of, I think it'll be the first interaction for a lot of people, probably most of the audience. I think they will come to find it uh, enjoyable and, and something they can definitely relate to and want to probably, like you said, see more of uh, in, in the future. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah. Uh, any, any, anybody out there who has kids or maybe if you're young yourself listening to, listening to this, like this uh, is going to be like the type of movie when you're like in your 30s and like you're thinking about the movies you grew up with, they're going to be like, oh man, Shazam was like so crazy, so cool because it just kind of speaks to you. I definitely have movies like that that I, that I grew up with. So um yeah, this is really cool. Uh, g- yeah. Great job, every everybody involved. Uh, but I, I, w- I want to jump in the spoilers. Uh, this might just be for the benefit of us for the until the two more weeks when people get to go check it out. But uh, let's talk about this. Yeah, so uh, this is a spoiler mark. Just letting everyone know. So if you haven't seen it for or won't see it for another two weeks, don't listen here now. Uh, but as for spoilers, I've got to say um, there were nothing that surprised me. I will tell you that right now, Mike. Oh, I can tell you I was very surprised because I wanted to – I'm sure we're both talking about the same moment right now. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about the character of Shazam. I've seen him pal around in some of the animated Justice League stuff. Every once in a while he pops up in like uh, an animated uh, DC movie. But, you know, I haven't really dove deep into any comics that that connected with him. I had no idea he had a gang of uh, a Shazamily, if you will. And yep. my wife coined that term as on the drive home. So I'll give her credit for Shazamily. I had no idea that was going to happen. I didn't know that was a thing. So, mm-hmm. but when it happened, I'm so, I'm not trying to brag here, but I'm so adept to how these movies are kind of built. I knew what I was seeing was something that existed. Like I, so I knew there was people in the audience at that moment that was kind of like, holy shit. I, you know, I, it's, it's them. It's the, it's the people that we knew were going to show up. So I was like, I was shocked because I had no idea it was going to happen. And I thought the movie just before they transformed, I thought that was the movie was going to end there. I thought, 
Uh, I thought Shazam was going to do some like trickery, grab that eyeball, but no, all of a sudden they all turn into heroes. I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Like this, this movie just hit 11. I'm, I'm in for the ride. <laughs> so the only thing they've shown from the trailer so far has been essentially Zachary Levi doing his montage of how to deal with getting powers. Mm-hmm. They do not set up the set film's second half at all, which deals with the, the jump scares. There's actually like several intense scary moments with the seven deadly sins i will give them that oh those things looked amazing i don't know if they (sighs) jumped into like the practical effects at all when it came to that conference boardroom scene but like i just love that the way they look they kind of reminded me of the um, the monster and what was it the first ghostbusters movie that thing that ran that ran the second uh, one azul yeah yeah, i just love the way I just love the way that they looked, and they looked really scary, especially for, like, a movie, you know, that's PG-13. Well, I was like, man, these things could draw blood for sure. <laughs> I, I do I do take offense with that they're just gray, generic-looking, because you couldn't tell which one represented which sin without really staring them down. That like, is true. I mean, only, like, really gluttony really stood out. Yeah. Uh, and then the one with the wings. I All think, the other ones were kind of... Yeah, one's a gargoyle. One had a stomach that looked like from Diablo games, is what I said, and the other one's all kind of yeah. like... You're like I, think I, don't they were know. All, I think they were all kind of gargoyles. They, they were very <laughs> scary, but like, you know, and they looked real, and they, like you said, they, they had that weird animation effect that kind of looked stop-motion-y, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they were intense, but I wish they would have been a little more colorful, like the Shazam... The, the Marvel family. They're actually called the Marvel family, because oh, it's Oh, is Captain that what Marvel. they're called? Yeah. Okay. So that's more of a recent comic book edition. And I, I pointed this out yesterday. Adam Brody plays Freddy, the adult version of Freddy. Did you know that was Adam Brody from? Well, so I was um, I was staring at him, and like when there was a uh, when we were waiting when the credits were rolling when we were waiting for the scenes, I I asked my wife, I was like, Freddy, when he turned into an adult, who was that guy? He looks so familiar. I swear I've seen him in like a thousand things. Yeah, so it was Adam Brody, who actually was signed up to be the Flash in the scrapped two th- early 2000s oh. Justice League Mortal film. I think that was good casting. It kind of looked like an, an older Freddy. Um, yeah, I just had no idea there was like a family. So, I mean, I guess it's my ignorance is bliss because it's been a while since I've actually been really surprised mm-hmm. in a in a, one of these comic book movies. So I, I guess yeah. it kind of uh, pays off to just kind of be ignorant and not do all of your research before well, you go into a film. Yeah, and they had all the toys of those characters come out was a problem for me. Like they had uh, pop vinyls of literally – that's the only thing was the, the – the Shazam family were the pop vinyls. And I was like, hey, that's what it is. Now, oh, man, you were robbed of the magical moment then. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Because I think this movie, to me, again, I had a really fun time. It's really awesome. But like when you hold up that magnifying glass, this thing falls apart so fast. And and I I don't want to do that to it because like I'm still like, okay, this is enjoyable. I like my wife didn't go, so maybe I can convince her to go when it comes out. But like, look, uh-huh. you teach you teach fifth grade fifth graders, ten year olds. They're going to be wanting to see this. They're going to be mm-hmm. talking about this. You need to watch this and feel relevant with them. Yeah. I liked how they started the film with the villain. Uh, I thought his storyline actually tracked. I mean, that this original Shazam I, I, I wizard. Dis- I disagree completely, but continue. I just want to put that out there. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I thought the, uh, first of all, I don't know if it was intentional, but I thought the original old man Shazam wizard was like kind of a dick. So if he was just kind of going around just plucking like uh, kids out of like cars and throwing them into a cave and then tossing them aside, telling them that they're never going to be good. I was like, I, I get this. This makes sense as, as an origin story. Um, 
And I thought it was kind of clever how uh, when he was an adult, he was like uh, kind of analytically trying to find his way back there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the symbols. And it, it made sense that since this wizard was so desperate that he would just kind of be throwing the signal out everywhere and he would get messy and not cover his tracks. So usually my biggest pet peeves in these type of movies is like, does the motivation make sense? Is any of this tracking? So at least all of that kind of tracked along the lines of like, okay, I can kind of see how he's deriving becoming a villain the only thing i didn't enjoy is he's pretty consistently dark through the film but then at the end of the film they kind of are portraying him in kind of these like goofy comedic tones like even though it was a funny scene where they were both flying and they were far apart and they couldn't hear each other and he was just doing his like super villain monologue like i thought it was funny but i was just like oh this is like the first time we've seen him as just kind of like this goofy kind of a wacky cartoon character so well, he wasn't kind of goofy the situation tone. was goofy yeah exactly so i was like uh maybe if the tone was a little bit more consistent there but yeah that's just kind of a, a little bit of a, a pet peeve well, i wouldn't really dock so, it too much for that so, well i this this he this kid is this is the stupidest thing ever i i cannot be on the opposite end of you from this one because <laughs> this kid like all he, he's like it's like the family is the o, o'doyle family from billy madison <laughs> Because they're like the dad's like, oh, you're not a man. You're playing with the magic eight ball. And brother's like, yeah, you're not a man, you idiot. And like that's all. And then the next time you see them, they're like, oh, you're still not a man. And he's like, he's running his own company doing scientific stuff. Like he's obviously doing fine. Like, uh-huh. And but like that's all the, the all you see the dad and brother. His whole family was like, you're not a man. You're not really man. But but well, yeah, actually, he's a demon, so take my money. Yeah. Like, well, actually, I can I can echo those tones across the film in two other points, so I can agree with you actually in a back doorway. So all of like the antagonists in the film. I don't think they were fleshed out well enough, almost to a point where it, it feels like scenes were like left out on the cutting room floor. So like those, the the his family, like you said, they were just kind of generically bad with no reasoning. And you know, I kind of just looked it over because the movie was getting started, um, and they got their just desserts by these really cool monsters. So I was probably just blinded by the super cool gargoyles that I was falling in love with. But the mom that just kind of abandoned her child as a seventeen-year-old. First of all, in the flashback, I never believe for a second she was 17 so i assumed warner brothers used all of their de-aging money on willem dafoe and aquaman because she did not look anywhere close to 17 so when she said it later in the movie i was like wait a minute what and well, i just I think can't she was imagine 17 when she got pregnant it was the motive she wasn't pregnant she wasn't 17 when he was like five Either way, she did not look the age. <laughs> she looked uh, She looked almost like uh, she was in her 30s, like she was supposed to have a kid. And then also, I couldn't believe, even though she reverted to her maiden name, that she could just drop off the radar. Like, you, you can't just, like, abandon your kid. They're going to, like, someone's going to hunt you down. Like, you're going to, you have a social security number. You have a job. So I didn't really believe that. I wish they could have fleshed that out better. And then one thing that bugged me the most was the two bullies that picked on Freddy. Like, they had no reasoning to just pick on a crippled um, orphan kid, a foster kid. It's like... I, it just like it's it's these such old ideas of what kids are like. Like I was bullied when I was a kid, a hundred percent for sure. But it it wasn't like as overt as they're making it out in this movie. Yeah. Usually, there's like some sort of reasoning to it. Like they never showed us like if the bullies were just like inherently just like like bad at heart or something like that. You know, they were just evil. Maybe they were being seduced by powers. Or I was expecting them to maybe be picking on Freddy because he's kind of like a smarmy like jackass. Like maybe he got 
back at the bullies like before the movie started with like a prank and then maybe they're pranking them back but they went overboard and it wasn't justified so I felt like I needed a little something there because I mean they hit a crippled kid with their car I was like you can't just overtly just have like bad guys doing bad guy things without any explanation which is why if you go back to the supervillain at least his reasoning made sense his like family was a dick and that wasn't explained but I could see why that would end up making him so those were those were kind of my three pet peeves of just like if you're going to have these antagonists in the film flush them out a little bit more you know mm-hmm. well I, I don't even think antagonists i think protagonists i didn't think this his family earned any of their powers either we didn't see them enough to eat like the the one kid um i want to say it was pedro like said five words throughout the whole thing and Ooh. he had a we talked about this yeah he had a failed math test and he oh, threw it yeah. in the trash can and then they didn't come back to it Yeah, that's another thing where I felt like things were left on the cutting room floor because that seems like a weird thing to just put in the film. I was like, okay, that's going to come back at like some point, right? But it doesn't. (laughs) Billy's going to teach him to do math and they're going to bond or something really goofy. The the sister Mary was got a college thing. They never resolved if she's going off to college or not by the end of the Mm -hmm. film. Um, The wizard fireflies I talked about as well. Where do they go? Did they actually find anybody, or was that just a visual effect they didn't want to use later on? Because he <laughs> let all those fireflies out to go seek down the people, and they didn't show up. Like, yeah. The people just appeared. There was a little yeah. yellow firefly that he released a bunch into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think any of the family earned... Like, Freddy was the only one I think who earned his powers, but the rest of them, I'm like, I don't know who you are or care if you, you got your power. Like, you, how is this affecting your life, like, on the whole? How do we know you're not going to go completely evil? So, like, this movie is, I would have saved the, 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 the Shazamly, I will use Andy's word here, <laughs> for the sequel. Let no. Billy earn it first, because... No, disagree, because this movie uh, needed it. I don't think I would have liked this movie nearly as much if they weren't in it. So I like that they just went balls to the wall and threw it in there because I think it just would have been really fallen to the to the line of just generic origin movie if they weren't in it. So how did he know uh, he could give people the power? Because you just he knew if you hold the staff and you say his name, uh, people Billy. get the power. Um, so I guess he just I mean it was kind of like a last ditch effort. It was kind of a hail mary. So that that didn't bug me too much. But maybe you'll be able to answer my question since you know this family a little bit more. It seems like power set wise, they all seem to have some sort of general like strength ability. Well, like it seems like Billy has all the powers, and all of the other people just have one of the powers with just a little bit of super strength because you just kind of need that to be a hero. No, you know? No, 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 no. The way it works, Shazam is six letters representing six different deities and they all have those abilities like so so even the even the 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 little sister that was super fast she wasn't just super fast she well she She ran past and punched somebody really far remember she ran past and punched them and they went flying well yeah my theory was that they're all they all have a base strength uh, above human and then they just have they're imbued with just one power no, so she's just super fast no and strength no they all have all the powers they just, they just no. didn't have enough time to learn them or, or uh, flesh okay, them cause, out because it took yeah, it took half the movie for billy to learn all his powers and he still mm-hmm. doesn't know all of them that he has. Yeah, it did. It did feel a little kind of Doctor Strange esque towards the end of the movie, where it's like he he still had all the powers, but he still wasn't kind of the Sorcerer Supreme. So that's what makes me look forward to a sequel. To maybe he'll be more fleshed out, and maybe he'll actually get. We'll actually get to see him like fight, or at least pal around with like Superman or another hero or something like that. 
uh, very strategic to not show His the face. face of Superman at the end of the movie I, uh, because you don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> look, I want to go ahead and, and fault this movie for its second post credit scene being what, the fish one being a, a scene from earlier in the movie that they actually showed in the trailer of him trying to be Aquaman. And I'm like, this is no, a, a post credit scene. I don't think I recall seeing that in the it was, trailers. It was okay when Aquaman I think came out on physical or digital. This came with it to represent uh, to show Aquaman. So I'm like, this is a reused footage that was cut from the floor, <laughs> put at the end this of is the movie. Bu- this is below Chris's standards. Damn it! <laughs> you can do better than this. Um, what about what about uh, uh, is it Mindmaster? Is that what that one was? What, what, is he the? Is that the villain's name? Uh, or are you thinking of the caterpillar thing? Yes. I had no idea what that thing was. Mr. Mind. Was, Mr. Mind. I, I thought it was funny when it came back. Even though, like, I even though this movie is like fun and lighthearted, and it's just like kids like trying to buy beer, and he thinks of a place, and they go to a strip club, which I thought was actually pretty funny. That was a solid joke. Uh, it still didn't quite reach the level of talking caterpillar, <laughs> so maybe they're gonna gonna kind of slightly permanently move the tone to where that makes sense like if theoretically that talking caterpillar was on the villain's shoulder through the whole movie i don't think it would have fit tonally so hopefully they can find a way to where that makes sense but well well, um, so here's here's the problem you have a family of superheroes now you have to create a bunch of villains for them to fight mm -hmm. and mr mind has the monster society of evil so i think that's where this is going to go with the next one Mis- yeah, I think Mr. I Talking think- Caterpillar and his monsters. Now, I want to point this before we, we get off this. Can sure. I, can I say, ahead. did that room full of doors not feel like Monsters, Inc.? <laughs> no, totally. Like if I if I if I wanted to be a rude moviegoer, I would lean over to my wife and just start talking to her and be like, yeah, this reminds you of Monsters, Inc. too. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't want to I didn't want to break the moment and keep annoying. uh keep annoying my and, seat neighbor <laughs> and you mentioned it was kind of like the incredibles in terms of tone and the superhero vibe hey is this uh is this the first live action pixar movie <laughs> there was a third one we talked about like yesterday too i'm like there's like this is essentially like a disney pixar stuff all come to well, life because the doors made also, no sense to me i, I still well, don't know where the doors came from yeah yeah, but also like the alligators on the inside of the door that happens in Monsters Inc. They open up one of the doors and it's an it's the um, the swamp it's, from it's, a, it's a, the a. swamp within the alligators that live in the RV. So um, I thought that was hilarious and it was just weird. Like so, I feel like they should go in that tone. It kind of like that kind of that Thor Ragnarok tone where they're just monsters and it's weirdness and it's goofy. Like head for there, that's your safe haven. And once you kind of hit there, it's much easier to look over kind of these things. You yeah. don't really feel like getting the microscope out even though you said you don't really need the microscope it's a fun time yeah so that's the that's the thing when you go for a lighter tone which is kind of where the dc movies have been going it's so much easier to forgive things yeah so but like when you drown it in darkness you know like the justice league or batman versus superman uh it's things are it's so much harder to forgive things because you're they're trying to treat the audience like adults so adults are going to treat you like a fine piece of art so can um, can we talk about how much of a dick freddie was um he was like oh don't shoot him shoot him in the face like keep (laughs) shooting my my friend here we're trying to figure out what powers he has he lit a box on fire to see if he was fired proof like that kid is messed up the way he was doing this <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny it was funny uh, but like in real like like oh jesus i'd have him checked out for a little bit i mean jesus, <laughs> that was brutal 
Yeah, I did. I did enjoy that he finally got to turn into a hero because I felt for the kid when uh, Billy was just like, "You're just jealous because you don't have these powers," and and he was just like, "Yeah, exactly." Like every kid wants these powers, especially him who's been crippled, and all he wants to do is just be a normal kid. He would just be happy to just be normal. So to to go extra above and have these powers would be like far beyond a dream come true. So once he finally got that, I was like, "Hell yeah, good for you." You don't have to just like uh, waddle around on that crush all the time you can actually be a a hero so uh but yeah the rest of the family i'm looking forward to them you know possibly like earning uh their powers Mm -hmm. in a sequel and i like the idea that we just get to pal around with a bunch of superpowered people in the next movie you know yeah i i mean i am excited for you know a sequel i hope it stays light in tone and goofy because Mm -hmm. i will i will forgive a lot of this stuff because it is in fact an enjoyable time but like I said, I, 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 I disagree. In 20 years, we'll be looking at that movie was dumb as hell, what we'll be saying about <laughs> this movie. And it did not make any sense. But at, at, in the moment, although we didn't get a Black Adam direct reference, I think he was referenced in the um, the hero who oh. used his power for revenge. Oh, wow. I, I totally forgot about Black Adam watching this movie. I didn't yeah. even think to look for any sort of thing, How do you, know? you put him into this movie series now where this is uh-huh. going in this weird place i guess the rock can just kind of show up if he is still going to be black adam whatever that happens uh you know he's got all that charisma uh, he can kind of be weird um so now it's a moana uh, film because it's got the rock <laughs> well speaking of the rock th- this makes me think of jumanji so uh my wife uh uh didn't agree with me on this point so i'm sure it's different um so jumanji had this thing where you know kids are are personified with adults and uh, when uh, when I saw that movie, I thought, you know, The Rock, you know, tried to act like his his young character in the film, and it kind of worked. Um, uh, Kevin Hart didn't act like himself at all. He just acted like Kevin Hart in the film. And in this one, I was like, okay, I totally feel like Zachary Levi is trying to act like a 14-year-old. I think he's nailing acting like a 14-year-old, but I don't think he nailed acting acting like Billy was like Billy's character mm-hmm. like Billy's character wasn't like so zany and, and crazy and just like just like whoa 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 what's going on whoa uh, like he was kind of like depressed through most of the film and even though he would have superpowers and it would kind of change his emotions I didn't really feel like Zachary Levi was hitting that character but it didn't bother me too much because I, I just liked Shazam just walking around like doing goofy stuff like shooting his lightning bolts to Eye of the Tiger which I just thought was like silly and I was enjoying that mainly because no one ever pays for the rights for Eye of the Tiger so it's always interesting to see it in a movie because like oh I'm sure you paid a lot of money just to put that in there um, after so mentioning that was, Rocky directly earlier in the same spot it, yeah so that was a that was a little but you know I can let that go And but the other one was so I really like Shazam's suit you know I like the lightning bolt I thought it all came together and I thought it looked cool even though, like, I, there's muscle padding under that suit, right? There's yeah, no yeah, way Zachary yeah. Levi. So, like, that was, you know, I got over it after a little bit, after a little while. But I thought the iconography of the lightning bolt did not work on the old wizard. It just kind of looked like a homeless person, like, put on somebody's <laughs> cosplay. You know, like, I felt like they could have gone for more of, like, an ancient, more of a, a, a rugged lightning bolt to show that this guy's an ancient wizard. Like, to me, it's like, oh, he's just wearing, like, some LED, like, costume. Like, this, it didn't seem to anchor him into the mysticism of being a wizard, you know? He just kind of looked like like some sort of cult leader, you know? Well, do so, you know- I... I 
Go do, ahead. Do you notice that they actually filmed the trailer scenes separately from the ones that they used in the movie? Because you never see his face at all in the trailers. Oh, yeah, that's and he was, right. He looked kinda... more disheveled. So in this one, it looked more like a fake wig. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, I mean, luckily, he, he died pretty quickly, so I didn't get to see his like really goofy They're, kind of get-up. They really the stole movie. that Infinity War effect, didn't they? <laughs> oh yeah, turning turning into ash and uh, floating away. So yeah, some inconsistencies there, but you know, I, I had a you know I had yeah. a fun time. I'm glad it's out of the way. Like I said at the very beginning, I'm just kind of just kind of tired of the origin movie. You know, mm. even like with Captain Marvel, you know, not comparing or pit, pitting the two against each other at all. It's just like. There's just, like, so much of the same we always have to go through with every origin movie, you know? You kind of get to know the character. They're kind of learning their powers. You know, we're learning their past a little bit. It's just like, come, just get just get to it. That's why I liked uh, Spider-Man Homecoming so much, just because he was already he was already at it. He was already doing well, it. They it, already, like, they backdoored pilot hit. They did a backdoor pilot for Spider-Man well, in, like, Civil It's easy because you know? we've had a million Spider-Man stuff. I mean, how do you shell sell Shazam to somebody? Oh, yeah, I totally get it. There's yeah. really no easy solution so i'm just kind of glad yeah. it's out of the way hey kid touch this old wizard's magic stick and you get powers <laughs> no, that doesn't sound good does it so explain a film <laughs> plot badly that's what i'm gonna yeah. tell everyone uh, yeah, exactly but i agree but, uh, like this under a microscope and when you nitpick it, it it doesn't hold up but like it's still a fun movie and i'm glad i got to see it early like i'm much happier than i anticipated being when, when i sit down in the theater to watch this and I think we got like a free comic book. It wasn't physical. I'm guessing there's a code out there, maybe from Fandango that I have. Because I, I, I I, it was like a fan event. I was supposed to get some for free, and I didn't. That's all I know. Well, I got the actual uh, issue number one of Shazam at Comic Con. They were uh, DC was giving out this exact book that this is based on. Oh, uh, sick! So uh, I actually got to got to pick one of those up. Um, and also, Shazam's name used to be Captain Marvel in the comic books. I don't know if you knew that as well. So oh, yeah. when I you got to tell someone you went and watched Captain Marvel this weekend, you got to be very careful about which one you say. So there, there is a really crazy deep dive uh, video that uh, Movie Bob, this guy on YouTube, put together. He's like this dude, like I think straight out of the Bronx or Philadelphia. He's got this super th- thick accent, and he kind of makes like these kind of like a. Uh, like punk videos but he made this really long explainer video of shazam captain marvel and what was like the other character the original character that spawned out of all these that turned into something else uh Mm -hmm. he got like uh, i don't even remember his name but there's like a third character involved in all of the ip madness uh yeah just go google like captain marvel and movie bob and he has like this whole explainer there's like there's so much into it it's actually just really crazy to like the sign it sign it to see the legalese of it all you yeah know? The, the history of this character he, he's been around since before superman or li- literally the same time as superman mm-hmm. so like this is like this is just wild that you know we're now we're now getting to it so the the ancient champion yeah so uh there, there we go. So um, Shazam, Shazam. So yeah, that's that's it. Uh, you're gonna see it in two weeks when it comes out regularly. Um, actually, we will be our next spoiler re- uh, filled review will be Hellboy. Which yeah, that's t- right. Tickets are now on sale. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I got nothing else, Mike. You got anything else? No, it, it, it was great. It was a fun time. Go check it out. Yep, I agree. Mike, if people want to know what you're up to and other movies you may be watching, what can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. I'm actually drafting up the next comic for Pickled Comics, so keep a lookout. Uh, hopefully, you'll enjoy it. Uh, Chris, if people want to check out 
the little craziness that you've been up to all weekend. It is very, very late your time over in the in the East Coast time zone. You're it, it, you've been you've been at it. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan V A L D A N, or head over to Instagram, Valdan eighty seven. You can recap some of my C two E two stuff and Chicago Adventure there. Um, uh, you can also head over to Comic UI, Mike. If people want to know everything else we do. Uh, where we find our regularly weekly hosted new show, which we're going to record here in just a minute. Where can they find that at? As always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show. And if we're talking about the news in a news segment, we have awesome show notes there, too. So if we're talking about a trailer and you want to link to that, just head on over to the website. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Let us know your thoughts on Shazam. Did you get to see it two weeks earlier? Uh reach out let us know we want to hear from you what did you think about the flick uh yeah. we love we love our super fans here at the superhero slate and if you want to be a super fan like everybody else all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week uh usually i say sometimes we'll be here twice but three times this week go listen to that renegade yeah. punk gorilla style podcasting that chris uploaded directly from comic-con right off the cuff of shazam it's the closest thing we're probably ever going to get to like a reaction video yeah <laughs> So uh, go go check it out. Uh, kind of enjoy the the nerdiness of what it's like to go to a comic book convention. So uh, there you go. Let's uh, let's jump into the news, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Just again, I want to thank uh, everyone who recorded that with me: uh, Brian, Adam, Greg, uh, Roberto, and then Kate, who sat silently in the chair beside us because she didn't be <laughs> on the podcast. So thank you guys, and we'll catch you in the new show. All right, adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. All right, I went to box office mojo because I'm an idiot. <laughs> you just told me not to. Ah. Uh.